Well, hello, everybody. Wish I need to do this a lot now. I like it, though. Podcast-only exclusive. Welcome in. It's Wake Up in the Den After Hours. I'm Kule Agbayani alongside Paul Brecht and our the newest member on our team, Michael Lascaro. I mean, we kind of filled today's. This is the Monday show, by the way, if you guys are tuning in. Monday, January 22nd. So we had a full show, a live show, talking about the weekend in the NFL and also recapping some local basketball with UH and HPU But you know what? We're going to have a little fun with a little Sierra Tango Sierra, uh, basically. Oh, I guess I no, it still would be weird. I was like, I guess since this is a podcast only version, you can technically drop the swear words, but theoretically, theoretically, but that's okay. We don't like to we like to keep it uh, family friendly on the show. So, (laughs) (laughs) wow, this is already fitting right in here with the sound effects. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) DJ Mike G. All right. So basically, I want to talk about this uh, because Michael, as I mentioned, is the newest member of our team who has been awesome, by the way. Uh, He is the man behind the amazing photos and some of the social media posts that you've been seeing so huge like and also a couple of broadcasts some of our high school girls basketball broadcasts that he's been on so far but you know you hear Paul and I all the time uh and I hope I think by now most people kind of know a little bit about our background so we're gonna this is gonna be Paul and I interrogating Michael today on the special after hours <laughs> interrogation <laughs> ask me whatever you want interrogation of Michael first things first as I like to have all of our local guests answer the hardest question although I mean you're not like a guest guest you're a part of the team but nonetheless what school you went Waipahu elementary school Waipahu intermediate and Waipahu High School. <laughs> Shout out Waipahu. You're... Shout out 94 Block. I knew I knew you were going to, as soon as I heard Waipahu, I was like, dang, we really got, this is the official station of Waipahu at this point. Woo! Have you ever been to Waipahu, Paul? I mean, like, yes, but I, I don't know if I have truly experienced Waipahu in itself outside of just being there for, for work. Every yeah. once in a while. So, so Paul's come out to Waipahu High School for football games. So that's probably the extent. So it's right on the edge of Waipahu, but haven't taken him in like by where I live in like Robinson Heights area uh, down the road for me. I got to take you to the greenhouse. And if anyone that's from 94 block in that area, Waipahu High School knows about the greenhouse uh, and the parties that go on in that, that cul-de-sac. So that's where we can really give Paul Breck the full experience of Waipahu. I don't even think I knew you went to Waipahu. I don't think I had asked you that question yet. And that's something that I ask, like, not even just people here in sports media. Like, I'll go out to, like, dinner and I'll, like, be having conversations with people, like, even my server and whatnot. And if they say they're local, I'll, like, ask them where their high school, like, or what the high school they went to. So, it's, <laughs> I, I can't believe I haven't asked you that yet. Where did you think I went, Paul? I So, I'll be honest. I had no idea where to go I felt more here on the west side than east side but I really didn't know like I I felt OIA but outside of OIA I had no (laughs) nowhere to begin even I love that 
<laughs> how it goes. That's why. Yep. Station of Waipahu. I love it. We got to find more. No, just kidding. Uh, but yes, nonetheless, in Oi. All right. So tell everybody a little bit about your high school days. Well, in high school, I didn't actually play sports. So it's kind of funny that like I know a lot about sports, but I was actually in band. And, you know, when you're in band, you, you got to go to the football games. You know, you got to cheer on the team. And from there, that's when I kind of fell in love with sports. What what did you play? Because I was also a band kid. I played the alto saxophone, though. What what was your instrument of choice? We can play the guessing game here. Um, it was another reed instrument, so that that's kind of Ooh, a hint. Okay, another reed instrument. Ku, do you want to take a oh, guess? Oh, I'm sitting out of this. Oh, I, I do no. not know what you guys are saying right now. So here I sit here, and it's like immediately, obviously, you say reed instruments. It's like, okay, would it be a clarinet? But then if you're talking about like... A, a pep band during during a football game. I don't know if that that's what it would be. <sighs> I'm gonna say an oboe because that's more fun than a clarinet. Um, I guess I'm not fun because I played the clarinet. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my best friends play the clarinet too. So it's like fifty of us. <laughs> clarinet is like a really cool sound when you can get it. Uh, mixed oboe is just a unique sound by itself. That's why I say an oboe is cooler by itself. Ah. Little music nerd stuff for you. And that's oboe with an O, not elbow. Yes, oboe, O B. Oh God, oboe, A O B O E. I think I was really like good that. at the recorder. I mean, honestly, there are a lot of people who aren't good at the recorder. Funny <laughs> enough, so I, it's. A talent is a talent and is a talent. I wonder if they still have, do they still have that in elementary where you have to learn how to play the, uh, I think so. The, what is it? The, is it the flutophone? The flutophone and recorder? The recorder. Well, funny story. You know how they have the shopping list? The, not the shop, the, the school Oh, yeah, the school. List. Yeah, yeah. So it said record on there. So one, one, I don't know what grade it was, but I went in with like a, like a physical, like, you know, tape recorder, <laughs> like to record, you know. Had his Steven Scion. <laughs> Shout out Steven Science, star advertiser. Hey, it's all about the record. Well, you learn like the flutophone first, and then, then like the recorder is like the harder one. And I, I, that's funny if people are listening and they're like thinking the same thing that you are, like the recorder. So if anyone doesn't know, it's basically, I don't know, how do you explain what a recorder is? That like It's the thing I that guess? you played in elementary school, yeah. the, the hot cross buttons yeah. you played on it. Um, while you sat around in the circle yeah. in music class. That's that's the instrument. And then fortunately in Hawaii, we have like the beginning. I wonder if you still learn the basics of the ukulele too here. I know we did That'd at- That'd be cool at, if I knew it. Yeah. I did not in elementary school, so maybe not. Oh, really? Well, I went to Honowai Elementary, so maybe that's Honowai having a one-up on Waipahu. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that you, you weren't a sports person in high school as things, or I guess growing up, but football games kind of started your love. How did your love for sports continue to grow from there? Like, did you kind of dive in after that? Was there, you know, maybe a thought process of going, pursuing something else? Or after that moment, was it always like, hey, this would be kind of cool to be in sports for a while? Yeah, well, like the video games and like RPG stuff growing up, a lot of strategy, you mm -hmm. know, anyone still plays Pokemon, you know. That's my guy. Yeah, there's all, you know, and sports was just kind of that in real life where you had moving pieces, you had strategies, you had um, plays, you had, um, you know, stuff to do. 
in high school, uh, White Paul, they ran the uh, triple option under Ooh. Sean Saturnio. And, you know, it was kind of a cool op- uh, offense because it's like, you know, you're never wrong. It's just you got to make the right reads and you, you know, take advantage of what the defense gives you. Of course, over time, you know, that you learn that, you know, there's such thing called the forward pass. <laughs> but, you know, like it, it's, it, it, it's just the whole strategy and figuring out ways to win and, and troubleshooting. I think I like troubleshooting and, and, you know, just finding how to fix things or finding how to work things out. And mm-hmm. sports just gives you that avenue and you can see tangible results because there's a scoreboard. Mm-hmm. That was an awesome answer. I know, right? <laughs> so another reason why Michael fits in perfectly here is that he did uh, go to HPU as well. Journalism major? Yes, back when we were the Sea Warriors. Um, I need to bring in my jacket one time. I have a, actually like an MVP jacket where it says HPU Sea Warriors on it that I actually wore in high school. So Ooh, go vintage. HPU. I'm sure that's like, like Kyle has like a bunch of this Sea Warriors stuff as well. I, I wish they would bring back the mongoose. <laughs> that was before my time. I think when yeah, I first heard about, a while ago. Uh, I think someone was advertising the HPU softball alumni game. Yep, calling all former mongooses. I that's the first time I've heard of it. Yep, it was. It's like ultra vintage. All right, so you go. So you were in the band again in Waipahu, and then decide to pursue journalism at HPU. So why journalism? I actually kind of had a roundabout way to get to journalism. Uh, I actually went to school, I think, first as a political science major and then communications. But I think, um, you know, I, I, I followed uh, Scoring Live, you know, on uh, .com, you know, like senior year of high school. And then they were just calling for, like, interns or whatnot. I was like, ah, I'm going to the games anyways. No, um, sad fact, I was one of those people that they didn't actually leave high school after you graduate from high school, I would tag along with the pep band, you know, for the free admission to the, the games and, <laughs> you know, still play my clarinet um, that w- with them. And then, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to the games anyways. You know, I mean, I, I'm watching the game like I'm analyzing it. So uh, let me give this a shot. And that's how I got my start in this whole uh, sports field. Hey, that's what happens. You just kind of go all the way around is what happened. I think Paul's the only one in this room that knew early on and studied it in college. Like, hey, this is what I want to do. The rest of us, eh, we'll just kind of figure it out. And now we are all here. I mean, similar to Michael, I I kind of started my venture into sports media with high school events in that sense. And kind of in the same thought process of, oh, I'm at these games anyway. I may as well write about them. And uh, it's funny to hear how a a bunch of different people can kind of get to the same place, albeit with different avenues there. Because I I was a three-sport athlete. I played in all of those games. And it's like I would just think back of what I remembered. And it was like, all right, here we go. I'll write down whatever. Whereas Michael got an opportunity to, to sit and analyze and almost hone his craft before he knew he was honing his craft, which is kind of cool in itself. I like that. And I was over there just... You know, boy crazy in high school. <laughs> Going to football games because it was fun. Oh, but I did follow sports for a long time. And I was the one explaining to my friends in high school what they were watching. Because going to football games was obviously the cool thing to do. You have to go. And um, 
It's a would, social event. Yeah, I would have to explain to them what was going on every time. They're like, okay. so And then, you know, explaining down to the, kind of like, oh, all the Swifties are learning about football. Like, you have this many tries to get a first down, and then it resets, and then this much is worth this many points, and this, and then, so all of my other friends, I was the teacher of football in our high school days, but you you brought it up, scoring live, so you were there, and I mean, you're still there, excuse me, you've been there for over 10 years, I believe, at scoring live. It's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Which we are excited to partner with them this year, by the way. Uh, scoringlive.com. Shout out Brian and Kalani. And now it's 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 been fun. So how has the last 10 years covering sports? I mean, it was mainly high school sports and now you're part of our team. So now it's kind of we've brought in more like what you have to cover when it comes to like HPU and UH stuff. But how has the last... 10 plus years been working in sports and continuing to work in sports. But now we get to talk story and we can hear your voice. Yeah, uh, I think it was good because like, you know, journalism major, you know, you you get your professors and they're all backgrounds with, um, with you know, print. But that's a dying breed. I think Sports Illustrated just laid off the entire staff. Yeah. And, you Sad. know, through, through my time at HBU and, and at Scoring Live, it's like, I need to get more more tools in my toolkit, right? Um, so I picked up photography, uh, picked up graphic design. Um, just now starting getting to get into some video and video editing, and you just gotta be, you know, as as um a lot of coaches will say, whatever you can do to get or whatever you can do to help the team, you gotta do it. And that's you know over that ten years, you know, it wasn't that anything. It's like. Oh, you only are a reporter or a letter photographer do it. You know, I just, oh, yeah, you want to do that? Sure, go, go go ahead. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been good. It's, it's, it was a good 10 years, and it's still going on to, to hone and develop some skills and hone my craft. And now you guys got me, and you guys can tell me whatever to do. And <laughs> He's talking to you, beautiful people, not us. <laughs> no, but it's perfect, and that's why, like, when you wanted to be part of our team, I was like, what? Are we just going to score, like, this awesome person that's in the media industry already? Because, you know, I'm, a lot of people want to be in this industry, but they don't realize, like, how hard of work it really is. And because we're in a small market, like, we're not in L.A., New York, Chicago, where, like, it's a ton of money, but you genuinely have to love it. The hours are funky. And to have like some people are like, oh, I want to work in sports. But it's kind of like you said, it's it's hard to only have someone that can only do one thing and justify like the entire addition to the team. In case anyone out there is thinking of, you know, maybe they have kids that want to get into this industry. It's like it's like what Michael said. And it's important to be able to do a bunch of different things if you want to be in this industry in this market specifically because we have built a team that are as our Alan Mia likes to say five tool players I can pretty much we're in a perfect rotation like someone can go here someone can go there all right we'll just move around that way with such a small team that we've had it seems like wow you guys are everywhere I was like I'm glad it we feels are. that way <laughs> we are but it's just like it's because we're all right we can do a little bit of everything but that's a really good point I think that if you are a sports fan in general you should be able to see kind of clearly at mm-hmm. work is a perfect example of a team oftentimes where you go in and think I'll, I'll 
put it to a basketball team, right? Where on your team you want a ton of players who can shoot the ball, who can dribble, who can also rebound, who can also play defense. Those are the guys who are going to start for you, right? Guys who are going to play the most time for you. That doesn't mean there aren't players on, you know, more uh, well-resourced teams that maybe you have a guy who comes off the bench and all he does is shoot. He can shoot from three, can't play defense a lick, can't dribble the ball, but man, he shoots 50% from three. You know, that guy's not going to play as much, though. Mm -hmm. That guy is going to be a situational guy. And that's kind of similar to when it comes to, especially here in sports media, where, well, yeah, if you want to work in it and you want to work all the events, then you're going to have to learn a little bit of photography. You're going to have to start to dabble in the video editing. You're going to want to get into being able to give analysis at live times. You want to go into writing and all of these different skills and things to have. And it sounds like we're getting on our, our you know, step stool to preach to you <laughs> beautiful people. But it, it is such an important thing that I feel a lot of young people, either they get it or they don't. And Michael, that's kind of where I want to bring it back to you is, is that something that has always been part of your persona where you're always pushing the limits of what you can do? Or did somebody have a conversation with you? Was there a moment that you remember and you look back on where it's like, wow, okay, if I want to be as great as I know I can be, I have to try and put myself out there and stretch myself into places where maybe I'm not as comfortable. I'm not really. I'm just uh, kind of self-conscious, you know. Um, growing up in a Filipino household, you know, Asian household, you know, they always push you for, like, academics and scholar. Yeah. And I was I was never an A student. I was more of a B student. But, you know, it's like, hey, let me. Well, to be honest, actually, in high school, we had this thing called a yearbook. I don't think we have But I think I was. I am older than you guys, so yes. <laughs> I think I was like, oh, let me go join a key club. Let me go join. um whatever so i can be on as many <laughs> pages as possible <laughs> so maybe it started there but yeah i was never an a student in high school i was like but you know can i do this can i do that um i don't know you just gotta try new stuff and if you're good at it you're good at it if i was bad at it then i would stop but <laughs> I, I don't think i'm bad at it so you keep it going uh, yeah. I can tell you that you're definitely not bad at it. Exactly. And we're excited to have you part of the team. And, and for some of the look behind the curtain for everybody, it's more of um, we obviously him joining our team. I knew working at Scoring Live for so long, he was already good at photography and writing. And now we're just getting him in on the radio. Well, he dabbled in um, sports or I guess analysis during the games when Scoring Live was doing it for a tad in the beginning. But I think the whole spectrum thing and came into play. And then, yeah, so we have you on the radio, have you running the board, which is pretty much the only thing that Michael is genuinely learning because other than that, like new yeah, other than that, I'm just like, all right, I don't need to really, all right, this is like the this. first thing I told him, I was like, I don't need to teach you how to like shoot photos or write. Well, one, I'm not nowhere near being a journalist at all so I always joke with these two guys that I'm like yeah I'm not a writer but I can do everything else that's about it um <laughs> but I'm like hey we're gonna have Michael run the board and learn all of this stuff now and and yeah keeping adding more and more things but no it's been a fun journey so far and we're just getting started so I think we can look forward to a lot of things happening and by the way Michael I was more of a C student so 
I was more of an athlete student than a student <laughs> athlete, if anything. I think I think Paul over here was Mr. Like A student. And then now we have B student Michael and then you have me that's a C student. My fiance, <laughs> we actually had this conversation last night where I, I was just kind of talking about it. I don't know why. And this is going to make me sound bad. I was like, you know, I think I'm pretty good at a lot of stuff. She goes, you are the only person I've ever met that is not bad at anything. Anything <laughs> you try and do, you just are good at. And it is the most frustrating thing ever. And you know what? That feels good. <laughs> All right. Because, now, yeah. We should probably throw in some surfing and some That's ukulele. what you need to because that's so what We got to uh, test Paul over here. We got to put in some local stuff like surfing and ukulele. Me. Yeah, ukulele will probably be easy for music. you to pick up. I'm a music guy. I'm a surfing. theater kid. Come on now, Koo. Got to put some surfing in there. Surfing scares the living daylights out of me, though. I Same. will say that. <laughs> oh, both of you guys then. I got I to gotta get on the board. I have to get on can the board. You, I've been here you for can two skateboard, years. Though, yeah? Can I, you skateboard? I can. It's just like exceptionally well no like fine i have great balance that's my biggest yeah. thing is like i have really good balance i took over a decade of martial arts classes and whatnot i have a black belt and all that stuff so my balance i i can handle waves yeah. it's just do the waves want to let me handle them <laughs> uh because as we heard coach rich hill talk about last week um sometimes surfing can be uh even even challenge people yourself. who are great um be dangerous and scary and i gotta you're right i gotta do it i gotta gotta do do it it. do you have any what's your when you're not covering sports michael what is do you have like a certain hobby or or a show that you binge watch or um well i like uh video games as you can tell um i try to go at least on one hike a month no try to um i need to try doing that again i i I do like like reality competition, like Survivor. Survivor oh, is like okay. my one show I love. So huh. I'll have to connect you with one of my buddies. One of my buddies is one of the filmers of the show, so I'll have to get you on there sometime. Oh. So if I'm gone from the show for about two and a half months, you guys will know <laughs> <where> <laughs> on Survivor. What are what are some of your video games? Because now you've mentioned uh, kind of liking that side of things, mm-hmm. and, and obviously this is a personal thing for me because I also like video games. I'm just curious, uh, what do you like? Because I know you mentioned what, RPGs before and whatnot as well. Yeah, I actually haven't played Role-playing games, by the way, in yes. case anyone doesn't know. I'm going to explain. They'll be like, what's RPG? And if, well, if, an if, RPG. If, they're, if they're like car fans, they'll be like, what? You like the car racing games? RP- <laughs> like- I mean, RPGs are also <laughs> an explosive games. weapon. Okay, sorry. Continue. I just need to explain for everyone listening that we're like, what? Yes, role playing is- games. <laughs> right now, Madden's pretty fun. Um, my shooter, um, like first person shooter games, I do like is uh, Halo. I don't know if anybody. Oh yeah. It's kind of not my as language. popular as Call of Duty, but I really can't see the enemies in Call of Duty and Halo. There's You're really speaking my language. <laughs> Halo was like the OG, like that was before Call of Duty, right? So I feel like I feel like a lot of my friends was it in high school ish? I think like they were all playing Halo and then Call of Duty. And I was like super about. young playing Halo yeah. Reach, probably too young to be playing Halo Reach. So I would imagine, and that wasn't like the first Halo. So I would imagine that your friends were probably playing early on. <laughs> you like Madden though? That I feel like that's. Uh, I don't want to say controversial take, but I feel like a lot of the sports games, whether it be Madden, 2K, MLB The Show, NCAA, NCAA football, pretty soon. Yep. I feel like all of them have 
their detractors from fans. What do you personally like about playing it right now? Or is it just you're playing it right now and you yell at the screen plenty? Because I do that with Madden a bunch. <laughs> I will I will say there is like different game modes in Madden. Uh, there's a thing called Madden Ultimate Team where it's kind of like you can like get players and I would personally I would stay from there. I think uh, during COVID I did kind of go through a spending spree putting money into the game because you know you just oh, want to yeah. win you want that that self-gratification but i just play like regs right now where you just play with the the team as the team is constructed and you know not every player is a 99 in regs so it's it's more fun like you like if you lose like okay i lost because it was Mahomes to kelsey like you, you kind of know what to look for and what to stop and defend um i actually haven't got into 2k too much but Maybe once football season's over, I'll see if it's cheap enough to, to buy. <laughs> That's the crazy thing now. It's like you don't have to go to a physical location to buy video games anymore. And then you can just Great. get all those updates. I love it. I, I don't see- have to go to a store. It's either less or just as much, which I like. Oh, gone are the blockbuster days when I you would have, have to go to... rent it. And I rented that Pokemon game so many times. So I'm like, Mom, I need to keep renting this Pokemon well game. At that point. Yeah, I think it was like the N64 version that Ooh, I really liked. Fun. Ooh, Pokemon so, Stadium? I think it was the state. Well, the mini games? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, that was one. And then I liked the Game Boy one that they had, the po- the Pokemon one. There were so yeah. many Game Boy games that were elite. And then I Pokemon. got e- then I got excited when that Pokemon Go thing came out because I thought it meant that it was going to be like those Pokemon games, and it was just finding the Pokemon. Not. And I was like, this is not fun. Like, we're bringing the Pokemon games back. Just like, so did anyone like Roller Coaster Tycoon? Um, my like my old it. roommate Jack. He's a huge roller coaster tycoon guy, so I'll I'll let him know that you you gave it a shining <laughs> I was recommendation. Like obsessed. But again, they they have like the like the mobile one or the internet ones that you can download, and it's not the same as the old school ones that you have to physically get the disc and put it in your computer and play roller coaster tycoon. So I just saw this come across the feed that uh, Nevada got a commitment from Chubba Purdy, the transfer quarterback from Nebraska, the younger brother of Brock Purdy. And that gives me a beautiful segue to ask Michael, how did you become a Rams fan? Why the Rams? Because um, I I feel like in Hawaii, we talk a lot about how people, there's a variety of fan bases here. How did you join the Rams crew? Well, this is going to be kind of a lame story, but, you know, when we had the swap meet, not not Aloha Stadium swap meet, but the true OGs know the one by Pro Ridge. Yes. If you remember that swap yes. meet. I think my mom bought me, like, you know, one of those cheap shirts and said St. Louis Rams on it. So I just wore it, you know. I didn't even know about sports. And I think one day in choir practice in church, someone's like, why, why do you like the Rams? They suck. I, I didn't know anything <laughs> back then. Um, You know, and then, you know, getting back into my high school days, you started getting to sports. I liked Oklahoma at the time, or like Sam Bradford, and then mm. Sam Bradford got drafted to the Rams. Like, okay, the Rams will be my team again, and and <laughs> we we sat through some really low times. So now that they're winning, hey, hey, go and represent. Go and represent the Rams. He's wearing a Cooper Cup T-shirt, by the way, in case anyone is curious. That's kind of cool. You said your mom bought you the 
the See, shirt. That's not a lame reason before. at all. Like I think I like to hear the different reasonings if it's other than oh my parent my family's the fan of this team. Oh well, right, because that's like that's my case. I'm yeah. from New York. My dad was yeah. a Jets fan. I grew up a Jets fan. Like that's just it's yeah. kind of the way it is. But that's fun. like cause, your state has a team. Well, yeah. I sit here and I think about it. Like that's a cool story for me because it's like down the line like maybe there's that little bias in your heart of like you knew you had that old shirt and you're like oh I'm I'm a Rams fan and like but but for Bradford you're an Oklahoma guy and then Bradford ends up going to the Rams and whatever like it it almost seems like this star cross yeah. like it's cool I don't know I like that story personally and I yeah. I had been curious because you know you're not the only Rams fan that I know but you know I know uh I know other people's stories a bit better than uh, than yours, why you had become one. So that's a fun story. I, you should give yourself more credit for that yeah. one. It's a better story than Alan Mia. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, we need him to run the board sometimes. <laughs> I only uh. joke because the only time he's talked a lot of football is when the Rams made that Super Bowl run and he's like tried to do the whole, oh, but I'm from L.A. area and my family, blah, 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 with the L.A. Rams. I'm like, bruh, I've known you for like... 15 years and you've never really been like a true football fan he likes I know he likes baseball obviously he's a baseball player he does like soccer which was surprising he got into soccer like he talks about soccer way more than like or I guess football more than football and that was one of the main selling points when I first came on I remember <laughs> he asked me what uh what club I pulled yeah. for and uh the answer I get he said I like him <laughs> I remember that very vividly so what are your other favorite teams of different sports? I like, oh, well, speaking of New York, I like the New York Rangers in hockey. Hey, no. That's my team. <laughs> yeah. even though I'm not a huge hockey guy. <laughs> they have one of the best goal songs. Have you ever heard it? I you have. Know? Yeah. yeah. Um, basketball, I like the Indiana Pacers. And I guess people actually read my tweets because I did get a text from HB athletic director Theron Oshiro, he's in town in Indiana. He's like, hey, I'm gonna be there. Let me, uh, you can shop through me. It's like, oh, awesome. People actually read my tweets, <laughs> or are they called X X's? No, nope. eh, we call them tweets. I, or whatever. I we use it fluently. To, Doesn't I matter. To acknowledge that man's <laughs> destruction of my favorite website. So why the Pacers? That's another good question. Well, um, in the time where I was selecting my NFL team in like junior senior year of high school, um, I remember Reggie Miller used to be really good. Oh yeah, and I—I I mean, I don't know too much about them. It's like, oh, they're kind of a, a up-and-coming young team. I—I I wanted to pick teams that weren't good, so I wasn't like a bandwagoner. Ooh, good for you. And yeah, the Pacers have been there, and it's uh, hopefully we do make some noise in the playoffs. What was your thought on the Siakam trade? I think it was amazing. Um, I know a lot of people on the Pacers uh, Reddit were saying. Oh, he doesn't fit our timeline, et cetera, et cetera. But anytime you have a potential MVP and Tyrese Halliburton, the timeline is now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of the thing is if you sit here and you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait. And also, they didn't push all their chips to the middle of the table. They traded Bruce Brown in a few firsts, but you still remain. Jarris Walker is still there. You still have Benedict Mathurin, who... You know, those are two real key quality young guys, not to mention you, like you said, Tyrese Halliburton, who I believe is on the Kia ladder for MVP right now. And if he's not, he should be. He's been phenomenal this year. 
and, and not to mention Miles Turner's still there. Like, it's a good, fun team. I would argue that they're ready to compete now. And also, I don't know, I am of the mindset that losing sucks. I watched my <laughs> Knicks lose for a really long time, so... I always appreciate it. Also, the Knicks and Pacers are a fun little rivalry yeah. from the 90s, so I hope it re-sparks now into the, the 20s and whatnot. But, you know, I, I always had an appreciation for the Pacers that no matter what, every single year, they weren't bad. They were always trying to compete. And in a, in a generation of the NBA now, especially where tanking is so, <sighs> like, just, ugh. You see it run rampant. Yeah. I have that that great appreciation for the Indiana Pacers and a few other franchises for never going down that path, for always going into seasons being like, we are here to compete. And I always appreciated that. So, uh, you know, as much as I have disdain for the Pacers as a Knicks fan, <laughs> I think that is a cool team to have. Yeah. and like And like Michael said, I'm glad he was like, Hey, I don't want to be a bandwagon fan, so I'm fine with picking That's the teams that too. like suck. Yeah, <laughs> like most people just would hop on the, the. I don't know. I don't even know when you'd pick Warriors. the. Well, that's no, kind of my thing. I was gonna say like the Warriors, the Cavs, or whatever, but that's like very recent. No, Reggie Miller back then. Warriors thing is my favorite when it comes to yes, fans here Lakers in Hawaii. Fan. That try to be like, oh yeah, I've been a Warriors fan for whatever a long time, and I was like, oh, so you probably went to watch them when they used to play here, well against the Lakers, and like. I kid you not, pretty much every single person I say that to are like, you they about? used to play here? I was like, yeah. <laughs> so clearly you weren't a fan because I would go to those games. My dad would take me to like, go see and obviously the Lakers would just annihilate them. This is like the Kobe time, Kobe Shaq time. So, and everyone was going to see, you know, the Lakers. But if you're a true Warriors fan, not realizing that they would play here, then yeah, it's, it's, you're, it's you're just a new school Warriors fan and, you know, probably... Now I was pretty young, so maybe Michael was like even younger. So he was really like a a baby. No, I don't want to say baby, but I think this was starting when I was like twelve. So yeah, little kid before your before your basketball and sports fandom. Long before that was when the Lakers would play the Golden State Warriors here, kind of like how the Clippers do now, and then they'll play somebody. It used to be Lakers Warriors. I think it's happened like a few times before the Lakers start stopped coming. Sad face. Yeah, they're too good for us now, I guess. You know, whatever. <laughs> uh, they're too good for us on their up-and-down season. That's why the Clippers are amongst the, uh, the top of the Western Conference, by yes. the way. Woo-hoo! We are a proud station of the Clippers Woo-hoo! here at HSRN. See, Michael, he's, he just gets it. He, he he's just it. so good. I know. I, and you beautiful people, you're so lucky to, to have him join us because guess what? He's going to bring even more positivity to you beautiful folks. Well, uh, well... Sometimes. Michael is probably the he, Michael's the realist out of all he of us. Is. I don't want to say negative, but he is because we don't like to be negative positive. here. He's he's going to be the realist that will balance Paul and I's positivity as you guys start to hear him on this station a little bit more. So <laughs> just throwing that out there. Well, it's a, it's a little easier after hours when there's no like timetable, no hard deadline with the radio and stuff like that. So you can kind of get loosened up a little bit. Vibes. Plus, nobody can see. Uh, what we're doing, whether or not we're having a beverage or just drinking water. Nobody yeah. Knows. <laughs> we should have a mimosa show or something. <laughs> oh, it's kind man. of like you're that little speaking, sick right there. Speaking my language. Cool. Way, way too much liquor that got put down yesterday during the Can you imagine <laughs> if the Lions around. win and go to the uh, go to the championship? Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. The, knowing the crew. What is it? The reindeer crew? The reindeer gang. <laughs> 
Yes, the reindeer gang. Oh, boy. <laughs> if the Lions make the Super Bowl, I will do my best to find a Ross that has a old Jared Goff Rams jersey. Oh, that's fun. To Ooh. wear on the Super Bowl. It sucks, though, because it's like just, it's just, oh, as much as I would love for the Detroit fans that I know, the two of them, it's funny. <laughs> to be happy. You two are kind of pinned against each other kind of this week if we want to take a look uh, from the NFC Championship against divisional rivals. Michael rooting against the 49ers. And you, even though you said you're probably kind of rooting for the Lions, you like the Lions, and you're rooting for your friends to be happy and whatnot, I'm sure deep down you wouldn't mind to see another year without an NFC North team winning or going to the Super Bowl. Oh, well, you know what I like more than... Cheering for my friends' teams? Cheering money. for your bets? Yep, cheering for my money. So, futures bet on the 49ers to win the NFC <laughs> is what we're cheering for right now. Anyways, the Lions, again, they won their couple playoff games. They Got can, their good vibes. Yeah. Granted, it'll be over next year when the Bears are good again, so they can enjoy it while it lasts. But either way, it'll be a fun weekend. I don't know how many beverages they'll be in this weekend. <laughs> My my liver cannot handle. All right, got a long um, way still. Yeah. Anyways, so we're just about wrapped up with our after hours in the den. Any uh, last words on today's episode for the beautiful people, Mister Michael Lescaro? Uh it's it's tough with the Lions, you know, as a Rams fan, where everyone's want to debate on who wins the trade, right? Oh. The Rams win it, Stafford, and of course they won it so far. Because yeah, the Rams won already. We won the Super right. Bowl. But if the Lions win, then there's going to be that argument that they won because they got the Super Bowl and the picks that we gave them. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's going to work out as one of the most even trades in NFL history. And, you know, because the Rams have all their picks next season. Maybe it's just the football gods saying, you know, it's time to pay the dues. And you can have a trade that works out for both parties. No reason to be negative. Here I am going being positive on both sides. <laughs> Woo! But you know we're influencing him already. <laughs> but if there's a team that I want to see win, I want to see Lamar win it with the Ravens. I don't blame you for that. Uh, it goes back to what our conversation was uh, before talking about Brady, Manning, blah blah blah, and like Lamar Jackson kind of gets lost in the shuffle right now. This is a guy who's well on his way to win his second MVP award and his first what six seasons in the NFL. He's been phenomenal, and now finally getting an opportunity to kind of put to bed some playoff demons because I know that that was a big talking point for the first time. So I don't blame you rooting for the Ravens on that side as well. What I like about Lamar is he is performing better after he got his money. Yes. I was just going to bring up his contract. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at Jalen Hurts and whatever happened to the Eagles, they're not doing too well. But Lamar, I think he just wanted a team and a franchise to believe in him as their cornerstone guy. And you root for humans like that, right? Mm-hmm. You just want, they, if they believe in me, then I'm going to give all of me. And Lamar has done that this whole season. Mm-hmm. And he's, by all accounts so far, seems like a good guy. And he basically did that deal by himself. I love that he didn't have to give the 10% or whatever it is these days to some agent. And he did that all on his own, bet on himself. So you're right. Like, even though in my Super Bowl predictions with our our crew here, I do have the Ravens and 49ers going to the Super Bowl, but the 49ers coming up on top, I wouldn't be angry. Same thing if Lamar and the Ravens win it. 30-24 was Ku's change 
to have the Niners beat the Ravens, I believe. Something uh, like that, yeah. And I I believe you said it during the show, maybe it was during this after hours, but I can confirm that Ku got her changed pick in before the weekend's games started. Therefore, there is it no counts. cheating. There <laughs> it counts. So her her pick is locked in. If you guys want to lock in a pick too, don't be afraid. Toss in a, a little text to us as well. I know this is after hours, but you can always text us as well and send your Super Bowl predictions. Yes. 808-888-KGUN. 808-888-5481. All right. Well, that's just about going to wrap us up for today. For Michael Lascaro, Paul Brecht, and I'm Kule Agbayani. Mahalo for listening. Bye.